touching something strong. safe you can grab a book right behind uh, Israel I, I can't see you at all <laughs> so 
No, Yossi saw some space in this. Uh, come into the circle, brother. Part of the island. Okay, Bishat Allah, Bishat Bishmaya. Bishat Bishmaya. We're going to start today, Perik Dalid. Perik Dalid, Chav Chet, Dav Chav Chet, Nachshar What's very special about approaching Perik Dalid is because it answers a question that we put out last week, which is how. The question of how. So how? So how? So how do I become an... How do I do the technique? How do I, how do I live what the Rebbe is saying about becoming an Ish Misragish? Now, I have, to, I have to pull up something that I wanted to read for you. Israel, it's one of the questions that came in. Can you, can you pull them up for me? And, and I can just read it off your phone. Huh? The long one about the guy that, 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 that shared an experience that he had. Because I think that this will help us understand what on earth we're doing here. As you know, on Sunday nights... Uh, no. I, let me see if there's another one I could find. It's also... The, yeah, yeah, it's this. Okay. <clears throat> this is an amazing thing. On Monday, on, uh, on Wednesdays, we send out... Well, you know, we have this course for learning the Bnei Machshav Tova, which we, Baruch Hashem, learned... And it's about 30 people, and it's all over the world. I shared this with you a few, a few weeks ago. Sunday nights we do Q&As. <clears throat> Not Q&As, it's basically cues come in during the week, or sometimes it's, resp- it's just comments. And then we, I address them with the people on a Zoom. It's not interactive, because in the Dabar Sof. But one of the comments that came in from someone, I don't know who this is, meaning I, I know the name, but it's not, it's not people that I know, but it's people that have taken the Piyasetna Rebbe's teachings and really trying to make it lemaisa, Not here, and not only here, but Aryadaim, like life itself. I want you to listen to this, what came in. <clears throat> One of the Chavarim asked last week about using different strategies, like journaling, if that's what the Rebbe spoke about too. And you mentioned that the Rebbe himself speaks about it in Tzav Vizirus. We learned this. That little sefer that we did of Piyasetna in Tzav Vizirus, the Piyasetna Rebbe says, if, if you don't journal, if you don't keep some kind of a written documentation of your experiences and where you're at in life, where you've been and possibly where you'd like to go, you can't really know where you're at. So this person said, I started doing it on a daily basis, and it's a very powerful tool, so I wanted to thank you for that. So then he says like this, I also wanted to share a powerful experience I had this week, which is directly related to what we've been learning in our Chabura. Using the awakening of a particular emotion and turning it into tefillah. I had the merit to marry off a few of my kids already, and my youngest daughter was viewing the video of my son's wedding from over two years ago. And while I was passing by, I caught a glimpse and was almost immediately overcome with emotion. So, like the Rebbe said to do, I went to a quiet corner of my house and started praying to Hashem and thanking Him. I became overcome with such a strong feeling of gratitude that I started crying. And I felt at that moment such a deep and intimate connection. It was such a powerful experience and I feel that it was a direct result of our Chabura work. This is a person that learns, it's not like us, they learn online, they're just learning, you know, <clears throat> thank you, so they're learning on, you know, Zoom and receiving shurim like this, but it's a person 
point is that it's the person that's actually taking advantage, like saying, Yala, I'm, I'm actually going to be, I'm actually, here, pull it in so you can bring it, bring it over here. Okay. It's a person that's saying, okay, the Rebbe gives hows. You see, this is, this is what's important to remember. This svarim are filled with hows. They're filled with amazing eitzes, but they're also filled with hows. So there's no excuses, really, of saying, I don't really see how this can play a role in my life. Well, you have to, you have to own it. You have to show up and say, I'm actually going to try at least what he says. I'm going to at least try. So therefore, we're going to a chapter of how. It's very important that already, we're all koveya something. We are not leaving this in the shir. We are not leaving the Torah we're learning now in the realm of, well, that's what the P.S. Setzner Rebbe said. He's not interested in that, and our neshamas are not interested in that as well. And, and we used to be more like this, I think, when it was a smaller chabur, more intimate, and we would learn, you know, just around the little table after davening in that little, in the, in the in base stone. But I want to I kind of go back to that a little bit, and after learning shurim of how, sharing, even if it happens, you know, in the moment, to speak about and share about it, as long as we stay in context and on par with what the avoda is, what the Torah is, is that he's saying. So look at Perek Dalet. Be'eze emtsaim ya'avod ha'bachur ve'avrech la'asot atzmo le'mitragesh. What should a yidl, what should an avrech do in order to become a person that, I don't know if the right word is masters his stimuli, but more that becomes an ish misragesh, that you become a person that's moved, that's touched in the right way that's moved and touched in the right way. Because remember, you could be a person that gets moved and touched, and you're so happy you feel alive, but that feeling of alive brings you to very dark and dirty places. We're talking about it in a, in, in a way that we want to be. Yalla. Three lines of a recap. A person who desires to put the all of him into Avodat Hashem, not, not like a little bit, but the all of him, right? And someone who desires to kasher himself and prepare himself that the Avodah Hashem we're speaking about is basically based on what the Baal Shem Tov brought down into the world. I have to try to become, to, to be moved and touched by, by the avoda, by, by what we're doing. I've been doing this with my kids lately. I said to them, when was the last time, yeah, you, got, you girls said a shahako? So they said, they said, they think for a second, they're like, probably a second ago, right? or probably a minute ago. I'm like, what did it feel like when you said that God, that everything in the world, like, whatever, I know I mess with my kids, and I should, you know, this is, this is a little bit too trippy, but... Sometimes my, my girls are Rebbe's, so I, they, they, they already know where I'm going with it when I say to them, so what, 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 what was the emotion, like what did you feel when you said the word Sha'akon Niyabit Varo? So they already know sometimes that I'm going to ask them weird questions like this, so sometimes they'll actually say like the most incredible things in the world. But even if they say, even if they realize they didn't think about it, I remind them, no, no that's okay, as long as, I just want to make sure that we're always, we're always, and Abba also forgets what he felt a minute ago, but that it's part of the conversation. Becoming an Ish Mitragesh means that each person here can share one moment of a feeling that they experienced 
about 20 minutes ago when they were davening Shachris, and we say this all the time. Becoming a chassid means you have a tiny bit of an impression that you remember from the other room just a few minutes ago. And if you don't have nothing, that's okay, as long as you're aware that the goal is to be able to be mitragesh from avodas Hashem that I'm doing. To be mitragesh from it, from avodas Hashem that I'm doing. I think I told you about, did I tell you about this shul that called recently to do a, to do a Shabbos somewhere? Out of, in, in Chutzlaritz, and they already told me, I think it was in this year? Stop me if I did. This, some shul contacted me recently to come and to do the you know, Skal Residence, and they already told me, look, just letting you know that the shul is not, people may come, and even those that come are not going to be there after Shlishi. Then they'll come again by Enkelokeinu. So don't get offended if they're not there for, for Musaf. So I, said, well, I was like, why? What, is there a breakaway? Is, like a, is there a better, you know, is there a breakaway minion or something? No, he's like, no, it's just their, their actual experience is that Kiddush, I told you about this, I did. Kiddush Lishi. I spoke about this, right? Yeah, but Kiddush, Kiddush I thought Kiddush clubs of... Oh. JFK just for Kiddush. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they would come. Like, right. Wow. Right. Kiddush Lishi? Right. So that, that's a, this is already like no, they're starting and They're leaving. starting and leaving. They usually go for a kid. A lot of people will break out for a Kiddush during Musaf and come back. We're talking about breaking out Kiddush and Shlishi. Nachon, but there's no Minhagim going on these days. There's, you know, Ischachos, Akochos, whatever it is. But I'll tell you the truth. It, it's not even about like Kiddush clubs. Bemet, it's not about Kiddush clubs. You could be in shul all day. You could be davening, you could be learning. To be mitragesh, to be mitragesh, like litragesh mehalimud, there's an Indian. Is it a chi of daraisa? No. Is it a chi of darabanan? Probably not either. Is it a chi of our neshamas? Well, check in with your neshama and your neshama will say, one million percent. And the Rebbe is all he's trying to continue doing that. It's to be in touch with what our neshama really wants. But it's interesting what you're saying because the people go to the Kiddush Club and I grew up in a show where the Kiddush Club is very... Kiddush Kiddush. They got their introduction from the Kiddush Club. So yeah. it's not like they were like cold... No, they're, they're they on the Shemit they, Rakshim. They gave it Bartara, like they... Sure. Shoot, like, that was their shul experience because the actual shul experience was right. a lot to be desired. But, so I'm saying it's, it's true what you just said, no. or what the Rebbe said, that, that you need the, the Hitrak Shut from religious experience. You need the Hitrak Shut from the Chuvan, exactly. And not from Exactly. Like he said last time, he'd rather be with someone that's Mitragesh from beer than someone that's stiff cold, he said, like stiff cold academic that doesn't have any access at all to a feeling or an emotion, but that still doesn't pot to you and saying, okay, I'm good, I feel. No, 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 what, but what do, you, you know, what do you feel? So he says, a yid has to lead, to, he has to want to lead to ragesh mina avoda. Now he says here uh, some very, very important words. He has to lead to ragesh mehayir Does being in awe of Hashem meragesh you at all? Does loving God meragesh you? Does, it, does that do anything to you? Unless you're singing the mountains will crumble and the hillsides will everlast. If you're singing everlasting love, that's an entryway. That's an entry. But tzarich liot od. Like, does the fact that you have fear for Hashem, 
do anything to you? Does the fact that you have moments of feeling love for God, does that do anything for you? Mikol mitzvah, tefillah, from anything, right? To this purpose, you have to become a person who's a misragesh. This is basically, this is basically the kitzer of what we've learned until now. And that's been the repetitive dagmamish. The Rebbe keeps on going this. That was all a paragimel. Basically, all a paragimel. That's what he was saying. Now, weiter. These things exist in every single year. Some feel this stronger, some feel this less. Now this is so deep. Something that we inherently have in our nature, he rachmanim. Let's talk about this for a second. I shared this before. You know, I grew up in Israel during this, during the uh, the uh, what do you call it? The Milchemet uh, Amifrat, the uh, the the Gulf War. Yeah, I mean, we were living here, and I'm sure there's some PTSD till today. And I know, actually, I know there is because when I hear any type of something that resembles a siren, it brings me back to being. Were you here then in Renana? It brings me back. I was a 10, 11-year-old kid in Ranana, and I he- already hear, Ooh, till today. It's, it's a, it triggers an emotion, right? And I grew up in that, was it like January, February, March? It was like Purim time, Be'erich. And uh, were you too young to remember, or you remember? Yeah. You remember. We had just made Aliyah. We were tired of Israel. We my family came to Eretz Yisrael, and my, my family, and I see my mother cry, putting on gas masks. Because we didn't know if they were carrying a bio, you know, bio, if those missiles were were were, bio, were were chemically right, maybe. huh? Maybe you mean maybe right? We have they no were, idea. There was a chashash that they were. There was a big chashash right. that they were, and that's why we lived, and that's why Gasmas kids had to sleep in these. We spoke about on Shabbos and these weird. In these weird babies had to like sleep in these weird kind of like sealed. Pack and plays, but it was it was horrible. It was horrible, and back then it wasn't so clear how to get the thing to open to be able to breathe properly. It was hell. You had to take a shot too. Huh? If it happened, you had, you had to take a shot. You had to take a shot. Now chazda, because mamish, we have no concept of the level of hashgacha that took place. Remember, thirty nine missiles on us. Not one yidla, I think one yidla nebuch l'chmon during those same weeks, there was one missile that hit a hotel in Saudi Arabia, killing 25 American soldiers. Just to put things into perspective in terms of hashgacha, right? But the person that was achrai, and, and you say whatever you want, there was one person, and I believe that he, for some reason his evil has been underrated. I don't know why, and that was Saddam Hussein. Or like Bob Hope, I don't think he's alive anymore, right? al Shalom used to take his name and change it backwards, and that's, that's what he was, Saddam. Anyway, sorry. So, so Saddam, he, Yemach Shemoy Vezichra, this is a Tzorer HaYehudim, a person that thought of himself as Nebuchadnezzar. This is, this is Mamish, evil Galui, right? Then he's found. Remember when they found him? Remember what, they, remember what he looked like? Beard, scraggly. Scraggly, then he gets all prepped up, they bring him to a, uh, to a trial, 
And then this Menuval is sentenced to death. What does he ask for before he dies? He asks, you know, the final meal. What does he, what does he get? He asks for a cheeseburger. He's actually had this Menuval. He has a cheeseburger as his last meal. And then they, they, they hang him. And what does he say right before he gets hung? Long live Palestine. That's like the last thing he says, this Menuval. And in the moment he gets hung, I went like this. And also did all my friends. And I had a hard time with myself. I said, why can't I? This person traumatized me, my brother, my sisters, and thousands and thousands of people. When the Torah tells us, it's not really a command. Not, well, it's not the Torah, it's in Chazal. But we also say, There is an Indian also that when Rishayim get erased, there is a Simcha that happens. I hope that. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I'm saying... What is the Indian of being, a, what is it in us that even when him, Yemach Shemo... It's hard to see. What? But not everyone. It's, it's, easier, it's easier to hear about it and then be Birina, but when you actually see that, you see the... It's like when people say, you should never be the one to, to shoot somebody and kill somebody. It's the same, same concept of when you see the person's... But what's the Mida? The Mida is that it's, it's inherent Mida in our Teva of Rachmanim. We have this in us, whether we like it or not. And then if we, if we don't have it at all, that's, a, that, that's probably just a scary thing. Not if you're able to watch murder and nothing happens to you, although that's happening more and more, because today what you're able to see today is the exposure today to gruesome things that are the opposite of life is so much more in our faces today. But if you don't have the midah of, Rach, of Rachmanis in you, you should check your Yiddishkeit. Because in our Teva, the Rebbe says, we have a midah of Rachmanis. And the more I'm tapped into the Midah of Rahmanus, he's going to show us here that may be the pathway to become an Ishemit Ragesh Litova. Can I ask a question? During when the Egyptians were being drowned, apparently we didn't have Rahmanus at that time. Weren't we admonished for not having Rahmanus over, over those individuals who were drowned? The lesson there is that. We wanted to sing a song, and Hashem said, Meaning, right now, I have a bunch of creations that are in the midst of drowning. Maybe wait one more second before you start singing. So it's, I guess it's an admonishment, but it wasn't about, it was just about uh, our focus. When the, we, were so, we were so excited. I don't even know if we, we were able to see what was happening behind us. Could be, but the Midrash does an amazing thing. You know, there was one Egyptian that was saved. Who was the one Egyptian that was saved? How? This is this. Is this. How, how was Paro saved? Do you know how he was saved? Moshe Rabbeinu put his hand out to him and saved him because he had Rahmanas on him when he saw him drowning and it brought him back to all those years that he grew up in his house. Oh, you just gave me chills. Thank you. So this Mida is a very... This is a Moshe Rabbeinu Mida. It's in us. Sometimes it gets us in trouble. <laughs> It does, like like Shaul Hamelech, huh? Right, so like Shaul. Or, who, who are you saying? Orpah. Is it a story with the Orpah? Has the with the dog? No, no, sorry, that was Shaul. Shaul, Shaul. The, the famous story of Shaul. Listen, Amalek. I mean, the whole concept of Amalek being in our lives is because it was rooted in a mis misinterpretation of Rachmanus. Because Hashem Dafka said, "Listen, I know you're Rachmanim. I know that's in you. Therefore, I have to tell you." To completely wipe out these people because in your nature, I know you. 
So, okay. So this midah, it's a very big midah, but this midah, according the way the Rebbe begins the answering the how, apparently it's important for us to be in touch with it. And that's why I wanted to speak about this for a little bit, because before we see the text inside, it's important to look into our own lives and see where is there compassion in our life. I don't like the word, I don't know if it's compassion or mercy. I'll stick with the midah of Rachmanim, the, the language in Hebrew. Because in Hebrew, compassion has a different word. Do you know? Chemla. is more compassion. Rachmanis means more mercy, but Rachmanis, you're a Rachman, okay? Whatever it is, Rachmanis. We have to pay more attention in our life to see how this, you know, where this Midah does show up. Uh, one time, once someone walked into, when we were davening by uh, Eli's uh, basement, some guy walked in and asked for, it happened, it happens quite often until today, but some guy that, you know, doesn't look like his Avaida is, uh, it's not really his Avaida Sashem, if you get my drift, from Beitar. And uh, he asked for money. And he came in, he didn't realize that we were still in the middle of David. I don't know what it was exactly, and he asked for a few shekels. This guy has nothing, okay? Is it legit? Did he get the proper letters? And isn't that, it's, we should know it's one, of the wor- it's one of the most difficult situations to be in when these people come in and they don't have the proper documentation. And you have to say to them, listen, I'd love to, you know, you got to get the, you got to work through the Mu'atzah, get the proper documentation to say you're legit to be given money to. Because the Midav Rahman is inside of us, it's like, you know, you'll do that, but just, just take this also. And I've seen rabbis actually tell them, listen, you can't, as they're giving them money, without anyone saying, it's like, listen, you know, you can't, you, you need the proper documentation to... To, in order to get money here, please go so you can and get that so you can get a lot more money. That's a way of approaching it, right? One time, one Yiddula came and asked for money, and one guy here, I couldn't believe it. Till today, I'm shocked from it, and I, I, I've never spoken to him about it. Um, he, he's, it's not from our shul, but he was davening with us that morning in the Minyan, and he basically, like, ripped into this guy and said, I wonder if he stands during the siren on Yom HaZikaron. That was, was, and it wasn't April. It wasn't, it, it was nothing to do with Yom Azikr. It was like, it, it, it's like, but where, where's your midah of Rachmanut? Where's the, where is the Rachmanus in your life? Ma kashur echad l'sheni? Ma kesher? Midah of Rachmanus. So this is apparently an entry into the world of proper hitrakshut. Let's see how the Rebbe takes it further. Ki achat memidot Yisrael ba'etzem hi rachmanim. Ve'ech ze efshar li'ish yavesh ve'kar bilti mitrageh shi'er rachman bateva. How can there be a person that's not mitrageh at all to actually have, have rachmanus in his nature? You can't. If you're missing this, you're missing that. Meaning if you're, if you're a stiff neck, if you're a stiff cold person, it doesn't enable you to be connected to that which you're inherently connected to. So how can a person not be connected to what they're inherently connected to? You hear the Shaila? How can a person not be connected to that which they are inherently connected to? You're either connected or you're not, right? No. Quite often we're not connected at all to who we really are. Again, the gilui of our nefesh. Who we really are is our neshama's experience in this world. There are a lot of versions of what I think it is, but in the etzem, 
This Sefer is here to bring us to what are we really connected to in our etzem, in who we really are. Someone who is not a mitragesh at all probably can't access the tiviyut, the natural phenomena of his Rachmanis. And that's a scary place to be in. That's a scary, scary, it's not a Yiddish place to be in. It's a scary place to be in. I shared this in the woman's shear the other day. Ben Shapiro posted a very scary 20-second clip. I couldn't believe it. It really, I still, I'm Amish, I'm, it's like I saw it like three or four days ago, and I'm still like, you know, I saw him on, on his Twitter feed, and he posted this video, and he was probably speaking, I don't know what he was speaking about exactly in the context of it, maybe you saw this. It was a, a girl in high school, probably, that probably never was told I love you, or, you know, probably one of these situations, that she beat mercilessly, she beat the daylights out of another girl sitting at her desk till the girl was, mamish went unconscious, and no one said a word, and everyone was watching. Beat, mamish beating the, in the face, I couldn't believe it. I could, it, it shook my, it, sh- it startled my neshama. I think he was speaking about, hey, liberal America, look, 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 look what's happening with freedom of everything. Look, take a look, you know. But the two things were freaking me out, that this person was able to do this, but that people were able to watch it was the sickest thing in the world. Just like, you know, any of you have ever been to, my, to Lublin? Uh, who's here? Has anyone here been to Lublin? You've been to Lublin, so then you probably see Maidanic, Right. You know how far Maidanik is from Lublin? Maidanik. Maidanik is basically Lublin. It's basically the distance from here to like uh, Aniodama. Even like from here to Gilo, let's say, if we have to... It's not even. Not even, right? They can see it. They said... And Lublin is a very big city, right? They said... All the Eduyas said that in Lublin you saw clearly... The smoke coming up from the crematoria. You saw, it wasn't like, oh, it's a cloudy day today. Everyone saw it. The sickness is not only the be- being able to do the action, but it's being able to witness something and to go about with life. That's the, that's the sickness. That's, the, that's, that's mamish illness. So what I feel like he's saying over here, if you're an ish kar veyavish, you're not going to be in tune with what really makes you a Yid, which is being connected to your Midah of Rahmanas. Like when you see a, a, a family with Shalom Bayes problems, and you see the way a husband speaks to a wife or a wife speaks to the husband, and you're able to walk away and say, listen, I'm not getting involved in other people's business, so I'm not going to let it bother me, that's wrong. If you say, I'm not getting involved in other people's business, but Hashem Yerachim, that's, if you're not a, if you're not in the health field, that, that's, that's the smart thing to do. But if you're going to say, listen, I'm not getting involved in other people's business. I got my own thing. I'm not going to let it move me at all. What do you think Hashem exposed it to you for? Why do you think you saw it, Bichlal? This is Baal Shem Tov 101. If you saw that, it's either to check into your own Shalom bias, or because this couple was waiting for your tears over their situation. I remind you all the time, the, the Piyasetzna Rebbe felt that, I, I, I think... And I heard this kind of from Rav Tzvi Leshem as well. He felt people at this time and age forgot what the Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tov was. And it was almost like I could be a Chassid without having to become an Ish Misragesh or being connected 
to my Rachmanis. And, and that's why he's bringing this out so much. You're right. Change the word. What is it? Change the word. It doesn't mean... Yeah. Huh? I understand what Rebbe meant about illness, but I don't know. No, 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 but it's good. Let's change the word. Like, what, what, you're right. The responsibility that's not strong enough. Right. It's got to be a... It's, it's true, but it's not... That doesn't bring... That doesn't drive home the point of here. I already put that out there about this, uh, this guy who tried to murder the Jew in Kentucky. That what? The, some probably saw that there was a... Remember a black guy who tried to murder the candidate from here in Kentucky, a Jewish guy. Mm-hmm. First it came out that it was just some left-wing black guy who worked for a newspaper and was some kind of activist. Mm-hmm. Now it comes out he's a BLM guy. He's also a BLM. But now, and so what did they say already? He's claiming mental illness. Right. He's claiming that, and, and all of a sudden that just makes it, oh, well, he was just mentally ill, so now it's, it's okay. They so, never say that the other way, but when, you know, when a, <laughs> When a, when a black uh-huh. BLM left-wing guy tries to murder a Jew, well, he was mentally ill. Right, so, what, so, so, now it's, so what's the word? It's important for us to find that word. I don't know what it is. When we defend ourselves, we're racists. Exactly. Do you know? I don't want to get lost over here. Just no, but no. But, I, but this is, it is important. Indifference? I don't want indi- that's, to... That's scary. That, but that doesn't drive home the, the urgency of, of getting your act together. Okay, well, we'll, we'll think about it. But I'm glad you brought that up, Yusha. It's good, you're right. Okay, ki achat mimidos Yisrael be'etzem hi rachmanim, ve'ech ze efshar li'ish yavesh be'kar, bilti mitragesh yer rachman bateva. He says, gam ha'achzar yachol lefamim lerachem. He says, the wick, even the cruel person can have moments of rachmanis. You do hear once in a, like Schindler's List, you know, you do, you do hear, it's like once in a million years of stories where it's like they gave Gilad Shalit water or they gave Nachshon Waxman Hashem Yikom Damo some juice to drink before they murdered. Like, it's possible for an achzar to have a moment of Rachmanus aval, she'e Rachman bateva, yevshar. It's not your teva. Pzizato shela ama paziza. You know what paziz means? Uh, like uh, impulsive, the impulsiveness of the impulsive people. <laughs> the fact that we've seen what happens to us when we get shoved to the corner. How many of you were living here when the three boys were kidnapped? How many of you were here? The three boys, Gilad, Eyal, and Naftali. Half, I realize, Mom, it's, it's beautiful that half of you weren't even here. You've come to Eretz Yisrael since. Do you remember what happened here in this country? It is, it is shocking Mashiach didn't come. We know how to tune, tune into our Teva when we're shoved into a corner. So we know that our Teva is made out of Rachmanis that drives us to good places. <laughs> we know this for a fact. Ubasvarim Akdoshim Ita Shegam ahavala Hashem. This is important. This is mamish. I know Chabadnikim that have stayed up late at night davening to Hashem that people should believe in the following statement because it's brought down in the Tanya Barichus. Ubasfarim kedoshim ita. Shegam ahavala Hashem that even love to God, not just love but love to Hashem, 
Tiviti be'ish Yisraeli is actually natural. natural for a Yid. Rak, what's the problem? Shehitmuna, it's it's tamun, hidden away, buried away, built in yergeshet gam laatzmo, not even felt to the person that's the owner of the quality. What's the Rebbe telling us? There are midos, if you're a Jew, there are midot inside of you that we, we proclaim they exist. But how could something so beautiful and powerful exist and I have no access to them? How could that be? Like being a Rahman and feeling love to Hashem. How could it be that these things exist and I have no access to them? What do you think? How could this be? Well, why do we have no access? We have you know, sorry, sorry, no, not no access. You don't. You're not in touch with it at all. That 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 people are not in touch with it at all. You're, uh, you're consumed, but the, the the connection is broken. The kind of the 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 nefesh that's experiencing the world, the connection is broken, and and then the person thinks that he's just in the world, and and then it can keep it so he's he's completely disconnected Nahon? from who he is, and he thinks he's something that he's not. Nahon? So therefore I can deny even the existence, yeah. right, of, of what was in there, right? What else? What do you think? How can we live... Huh? But it's there. But it's completely covered. It's still there. It's there, right. But the fact that I know it's there, actually, like I could read this right now and know that this can be true... And it could actually depress me even more. Because then I'm like, you want to tell me this is inside of me? I was like kind of miserable over the fact that these things just don't exist with me and I accept that this is who I am. Now you're telling me these things actually exist inside of me? And I don't, have, I don't know how to gain access to it? Oy vey. That, that I can gain access to it. <laughs> you're very optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> huh? We have to figure out ways. These are ways to that's, get into that's it. The, that's the way. Gratitude that it exists. Gratitude for it. Like, in general, having been Ish Mitragesh in general. It's definitely a way. I think it's essential on the path. But at the first, at the first, first point where I meet these words... It jolts my system. I have to accept. I have to accept the jolting of this system, and realize this is some serious stuff I have to deal with. Let's continue, just a little bit more. And the Rebbe says, "This is what it's all about: the hester, the concealment, and that which I don't feel even to myself." What I don't feel about what's happening in my midst, when I realize that I don't feel what's actually transpiring in my midst, what does it do? It distances me thousands of miles from who I really am. I don't know myself, and I'm not in touch with actually what's happening inside of me. I'm not even in touch, I'm not even feeling what's actually transpiring inside of me. Now we all know that when a person chas v'shalom goes to a doctor and they realize, and the doctor says, "Oh my God, you see what you have inside of you?" I'm like, what are you talking about? 
You're just not, you have, you're, you have not had access to what's going on inside of you. And Nebuch, sometimes a big magefa can be happening inside of you, but you just weren't aware of it. You're completely distanced from it. Meanwhile, a whole world of bilbul is boiling, boiling up inside of you. Nafsho gam shel even the soul of the simpleton, the simple yid, the nefesh of the hediot never stops. That means it's in constant motion. We tried to explain this last time. I don't know what the right word is in English. I'll, I'll find that. Does anyone know how to say lefarches in English? To, to belt out, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're when you yeah. Whatever, it's okay, you'll come back to it. The soul doesn't stop moving. Our souls never, you, you have to realize, our neshamas never ever stop belting out, Can you hear me? Can you hear me? That's what it's screaming all the time. This reminds me of, remember we, a few weeks ago we learned in memory of Michal Golom from Moshav Modin, it was his yard site. So one year, so he was the master of giving brachas. If you, have any of you ever been to the Moshav for Shabbos like 10, 20 years ago? Anyone besides, besides you? Any, Ari, did you used to go? Like, yeah. You remember Michal Golom's aliyahs? Remember the Mishaberachs? But this guy, uh, you remember it, what, what this guy would do, this dear Zisayid would do, you'd get a Mishaberach, now we're used to saying Mishberach how much money are you giving to the shul? Okay, good. Weiter, right? This guy would give him a Mishberach and then he'd give you the most the most prophetic, deepest bracha based on the aliyah that you just got uh, aliyah to the Torah to. On the spot. He was the master of brachas. It was amazing. But for someone that wasn't used to it, it was very petrifying. You know, imagine if you go to a shul, and the, can you imagine if Yuri started doing this by us on Shabbos morning? <laughs> and, we're, and, and everyone just sits there, it's like, yeah, this is what we do, you know? Like, this is, can you imagine if that's what I, why not? They think we're crazy anyway, why not, you know? Like, right? Anyway, one of the years that, that he gave me an aliyah, so he, he gave me the, I don't know how he connected it to anything, I don't know what part it was, I wasn't married yet, but he ripped me in front of everyone, saying, can't you hear your children screaming, Abba, get it together. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I did get married that year. But that was like, uh, you know, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine Neve Daniel? The, the, the main shows, they start giving aliyahs, you know? You know, the Dagan Chevra, you guys could pull it off because you're still, it's still not a, you know, it's still just a, it, it's small enough to start it now, right? Don't wait till it becomes established, right? But he said, he said an amazing, like what he's, this is an amazing thing. If you could hear your soul, what do you mean? I hear my soul all the time. I'm alive. I daven. Stop that. If you could hear your soul, you would hear your soul, the soul of a Jew is in a constant state of, are you taking care of me? Are you taking care of how small I feel? Or, why aren't you taking care of how small I feel? 
how little I feel in the situation you set me up. Look at these words. The Nisham is saying, you're torturing me with that talk. With, those, with these words you're using, you're torturing me. These thoughts you're having, you're killing me, the Nisham is saying. Could be you don't feel any of this. Why? You're not even aware that you're supposed to pay attention or that there is anything going on inside of you. Because this is the way of a person. The way we're wired, not in our nature, but what this world did to us is that we always aspire to, to get quick fixes or any type of fix by things that are outside of me. I need to receive help from there. Or I need to get something from there to feed this vice, to get these... Even if I do hear some noises, I need to feed this, you know, myself through this vice to quiet the noises. Or bichlal in life. Remember I told you that there was like a, a, a sign in the entrance to the Magid of Mezrich's uh, shul, where they basically said there, the 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 tznai that you have in order to be a Talmud here, in this base Medrash, is that you realize that everything you need to learn, you already know inside of you, already exists inside of you. We're just here to give you access to that point. That's so powerful. You and I spoke about this once. That's such a deep thing. Such, you re- really, it's inside here? Such a deep thing. He's saying over here, this person isn't aware of it, so he doesn't hear the crying. But this is what people are. They're aspiring that which I think I need and that which I don't necessarily need. What else do I need? To, what else do I aspire? I'm thinking about the end. The end of days or the end of like my progress. Am I going to make it? Am I going to get that, that deal? Am I going to succeed in that? That's what I'm thinking about. But not... Am I going to, but rather, am, am I now in touch with what's going on with me in my life? Forget about all my actions. Thinking about it, listening to it. Am I now where I want to be? Am I now where my neshama is really crying out to be? But a person like this that's thinking about, I need to get that, he doesn't pay attention. To you. So what are you talking about? He doesn't even know that there's an Indian to listen to a person's heart. Not forget that there's an Indian or that it's a possibility. Or that a person feels. So now we're talking about a person that does feel. The first person is not really connected to feeling. He doesn't know these things exist. Now let's talk about a person that does feel. He feels his rakshas. Sing Dr. Dre and Snoop. <laughs> he feels his rakshas. He's watching. He's watching the, the halftime show. And it's actually, there's something going on in him. 
like, oh my God, I'm feeling, I'm feeling. But what on earth am I feeling? This is what I'm feeling? I'm finally feeling things? This is what I feel? Sorry to put the two things in the same thing. I'm feeling. Oh, that's a 25-year-old mechanic. I feel it. Ah, Shabbos. L'chaim, l'chaim. Ah, Shabbos, right? But, but so now he's, he's in touch with his thoughts, he's in touch with his words, he's in touch with his actions, but he realizes, oh my God, they're in the, the, the pit. Everything I'm, I'm feeling is not connected to anything that's giving me real life. And therefore, what he hears, what he hears is, is, a, is, a, is a, he doesn't hear the real him. He hears a lot of different noises, but not what's really happening inside. And listen to this mashal. And this is a little bit of a difficult mashal. We'll end with this, but you, you don't have to help us with this. Mashal. Le'ish yashen person that's sleeping. And while he's sleeping, Asher akatsato zvuv b'mitzcho, a mosquito came and, and bit him in his forehead. As im socherhu, if this person is a merchant by trade, ro'e b'chalomo shechavila schora nafla al mitzcho v'nivtza. So he has a dream, in his dream, he dreams that while he was, I don't know, moving a box or something, a box came and fell on his forehead and he got hurt even though he actually got hurt in real life. But he's sleeping, so he interprets it in his, in his dream. He's aligned with what's going on in life, and he says, not that he says, what happens to him is he has a dream that a box falls on his head. And if he's a tailor, in his dream he sees that a needle came and pricked him in, the, in, 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 in his forehead. Everyone sees through in their dreams the levush of their ideas of what it means to be alive. What does that mashal mean? Does anyone understand this mashal? So David, do you have it in do you have it in front of you? Mm-hmm. Read, read it to us, please. Just Every the parable. Every individual sees a dream within the garb of his thoughts. Read, read the mashal in English. Uh, Starting with the merchant? Yeah, starting with uh, the words, probably by you, a parable to a person who's sleeping. Something like that. Okay, um, Likened to a person that's sleeping, maybe. It should be right there, like two, two lines before. This, this is very oh, important. Okay, okay. I got it. Um, it's a long sentence Sometimes a person does feel something, but since at the same time his desire, mind, and thoughts are set upon the trash heap of the things of this world, as he hears the moan of his soul and its suffering voice, he is like a sleeping person who is bitten by a fly on the forehead. Or if he's a merchant, he dreams that a package of merchandise fell on his head. If he's a tailor, he dreams that his needle pricked his forehead. Every individual sees a dream within the garb of his thoughts. Every individual sees 
a dream, a dream? within the garb of his thoughts. Saying that, that clothing, the, clo- the clothing, of right, the right. Are, um, we interpret what's going on out there. And we, if we're not connected to our nefesh and interpreting it correctly, then we just completely misinterpret. And we subscribe truth to these things that are happening. But it's right. not from the point of the nefesh. Uh-huh. It's from the point of the world out there. And so we can completely misinterpret. We got bit by a mosquito, but we think that uh, a box fell on our head. Right. And, and, and then we believe it. Right. And then we believe that this is the truth because we're not, we're not, the, the nefesh is disconnected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The trash heap. Right. Yeah. The, the world. Right. So you always keep on saying it over oh. and over. Everything's sheker. That's like the sentence. Everything, is, you know, this whole thing is sheker, but we ascribe emet to it. We we ascribe emet right. to to the sheker uh-huh. because we just we're not connected. With their <clears throat> Someone that lost their parent recently asked uh, came to me with me, and they this person said to me, "How do I know that um, my my mother's not angry with me anymore, or that she's not angry with me about maybe that I didn't I didn't take proper care of her." So I said, that's, you know, your interpretation of emet is very, very, very different than the experience of emet that your mother has right now, because her experience of emet is not garbed by anything in the world. If you did your best in this world, and you were human, and sometimes you didn't do as good as you maybe could have, your mother is not experiencing right now the pain of how you could have done better. Your mother is experiencing the etzem of your avodas Hashem and of the mitzvah of kibud avaim, because in that this is not this is not olam ha'emet, guys. This is not olam ha'emet at all. the 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 only access we have to olam ha'emet is learning the Torah that we learn and having it infused into our midot. Everything else is sheker. Everything is sheker. Now the, you see, getting excited, people getting excited. By, by the halftime show is a little bit of an easier, like, calling out a sheker. You, you have to be really, really insane to get confused about the elements of kedusha of, the, of, of that, right? I mean, you have, to be, you have to be insane. That's not what we're worried about. It's sad. What are we worried about in terms of the confusion of, of how sheker has mamish penetrated the midst of a yid? The Kiddush Club. The Kiddush Club is infinitely more scary. Scary, scary, betachli is scary, but it's and that type of thing is everywhere. That type of thing is everywhere. I've seen people more passionate in shul about telling someone off about a mask than they are in Kol Nidre. I've seen this. Where are you, Mitragesh? Where are you, Mitragesh? So, what's the what's like Lamaisa? The first thing the Rebbe tells us. Midat HaRachmanut is, is the beginning. It, it starts from there. You got to check in with that Mida a lot this week and see where it is regarding others and also where it is on yourself or where it isn't on others or where it isn't on yourself. Through the Mida of Rachman and where it is with your spouse. Where it is on your spouse. Mitzitcha. Like how do you look at... Is there, is there Rachmanut? The way you look at your spouse on the teva, through your teva, and where they're at in life, the and everything like that. And this is just one of the ways of answering the how, but this is like a very, very important one. And we're about to, I mean, we've embarked already on this journey of how, and it's going to continue 
this beautiful, magical world of the Piyasetzna Rebbe's way of preparing people to mamish become Avdei Hashem and real Chassidish Shayyidin. We should be zolchet to have a real chalik in the words of, uh, of the Rebbe. Right. 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 Right.